Welcome to another podcast presentation from the Zenit Corporation. May I have your attention, please? Your podcast will begin in just a few moments. Upon arrival of your podcast, please enter and move across the aisle, filling every available seat. Remember, all listeners are required to wear their safety restraints while on board. Please keep your hands inside the podcast at all times and enjoy your ride. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Now the Lead, the show where we review both new and older movies. This is Gino. This is Robert. This is Ricardo. America. And Gio. And I just want to see how you guys are feeling. Hope everyone is safe. Hope everyone's been doing well. Not our, not just us, but also our fans, our viewers, our listeners out there. You know, we you hope they're all being safe, being taken care of, both, you know, with the whole COVID and what's been going on. But just want to do a few check-ins while y'all. How you, how you guys doing? How you guys been? Holding up, I guess. Um, I know we usually run through like what we've been watching. And for this week, I kind of wanted to highlight two documentaries that I saw that kind of relevant to what's going on right now. The first one is on Netflix. It's called LA 92. Uh, Have you guys seen that? Um, Mm -hmm. It's a documentary about the 1992 LA riots, the Rodney King um, stuff that went on. It's a really great documentary if you haven't seen it. It's it's yeah. compiled together completely of archival footage. There are no talking heads. Like there's nobody saying like, well, this happened and all that. It's just raw footage. So it's like you're watching like a newscast almost, but like in its rawest form. And it's it's really, I think it's it like made me really like upset and angry, but I don't think that's a bad thing, you know? Cause like we tend to like when these things happen, you know, when things start kind of going back to normal, we tend to forget about them. So I think if you want to like keep it in your mind and keep it fresh, this is a great documentary to watch because honestly, like if if the footage had been in HD, like there'd be no difference to what's going on now. Yeah. Um, the second one actually is in honor of Pride Month. It's called Scream Queen, and there's another <laughs> subtitle, My Nightmare on Elm Street, and it's about a movie that I recommended that we talked about here on this show, um, Nightmare on Elm Street Two. And it's more specifically about the actor that was in that movie. Um, I think I mentioned when we did it that he was an openly gay actor and, mm-hmm. and the movie's known like as a gay movie. Well, actually it turns out that he wasn't op- like he wasn't out. Um, and that yeah. movie made like it basically ruined his career and it like documents like everything that he went through. And it's pretty tragic and heartbreaking, but ultimately like an uplifting documentary. Um, it's really good. I highly recommend it. Um, you can find it on Amazon, I think. You could rent it or Shutter if you have that streaming service. Is that where you watched it? I Shutter? watched it on Shutter, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking about getting that. Yeah. Yeah. It's five bucks a month. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because I like I was seeing I think I told you guys, huh? I saw like all the the little ads on Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looks kind of cool. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, that's what watched? I watched, yeah. Yeah. You guys watched anything else? I saw, um, oh, I saw that. Did you guys watch the Dave Chappelle thing on YouTube? Yeah, I oh, did. Yeah. 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 It's all good, right? Yeah, that was really good. I heard about it. It's been going around all over social media, all over, mm-hmm. uh, even even um, YouTube. Just like, whenever I click on a video, like an ad pops up for it, I'm just like, oh, shit, I'm going to watch it. I never get to. I've been meaning to today, though. I've been meaning to today just to have time. But I will yeah, watch it. It's only like 25 minutes or something. It's like really short. 
and I mean more than a stand-up it's like just him talking about what's going on which is like it's crazy. I was gonna say like how is he gonna crack jokes on this on, on yeah he doesn't really joke it's more like um venting venting yeah. in a way yeah yeah about what's going on yeah but it's it's really it's really powerful yeah, yeah. it was and I remember we were watching it with everybody all my cousins right thinking it was gonna be like this comedy thing yeah no one said anything it was just yeah. like this silence as we yeah. were watching it but it's weird because like you you don't mind that it becomes that you know you don't yeah. sit there yeah. and go like hey where are the jokes because what he's saying is very you know important you know no it's just scary that like it really like makes you focus on like everything that's going on like it's today's like modern day lynching you know and then just in the last couple of days like two people have been found hung in trees like yeah dude this is not okay yeah so, it's, it's I mean, crazy out there man yeah so that's like sorry to make it dark but hope you guys are all like <laughs> doing good out there yeah so, is it um i yeah. watched um uh just mercy since mm. uh it oh, got yeah, posted yeah. up uh yeah, it got posted up on a bunch of platforms for free for the month of June. Uh, that's a that's a like a frustrating movie because mm-hmm. like you see them, yeah, because like the whole story is about um, Jamie Foxx's character was wrongfully accused of a crime, and he's in jail trying on death row, and he's like wrongfully accused of a crime, and then uh, Michael B. Jordan's character is trying to. Um, open up the trial again to get him you know and to get him an acquittal and you know get him get him off of you know out of jail because he didn't do it and it's just frustrating how like because it's it's all takes place in like a small town and it's just kind of how everything is because it's so small everything's kind of being uh, able to be like swept under the rug mm-hmm. and stuff like everybody just conspires together just to you know to hide the the truth and stuff and it's like it's just frustrating and this yeah. is uh based on a true story right yes it's yeah. based on a true story it I'm, i recommend it it's actually pretty good it's really good yeah. and like right now you know i think it's still still available for free you can watch it on i think it's on youtube uh amazon prime like, yeah a couple oh, of platforms the, for free. yeah through uh, the end of Ju- july june i think I thought it was just June, but yeah, I could it could be more, at least for you know for June. So uh, yeah. that's pretty much the only like movie I kind of saw outside of you know just stream, binge watching other stuff. But do you know what do you watch? Um, so far, uh, just been catching on shows, whatever it's on Netflix. Um, or even I kind of binge watched the whole first three Batman movies, but. <laughs> just trying to keep myself spirits up in a way you know the the, the dark knight ones no 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 the oh. original t- like the two tim burton batman batman returns and then batman forever the bad ones i had the courage to go to batman and robin so i just wait the burton ones are good what are you talking about no they're not <laughs> Dude, I, they're better than the Schumacher ones. I just well, watched that's, that's not saying much. That's weird because I just watched Batman and Robin like not too long. Oh God, it was so good, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that's why I was. I just didn't want to jump into that that one yet. It was just like after forever. I'm like, okay, I need a I need a break. I need a break. It's weird because I, I still remember the lines from Batman and Robin for some reason. 
like, they're so cheesy because yeah. they're so like just like they're written by like a five-year-old like, <laughs> like you know what killed the dinosaurs the ice age it's like no it wasn't fucking meteor it wasn't the ice age like, <laughs> I, was, like, I was just thinking like you know in batman forever you know when tommy jones went full tommy Lee, no toothpaste on that movie he's like me and me like he just t- turned his body around i'm just like why just <laughs> stop we get it you're two-faced stop <laughs> but yeah nothing um i haven't uh been watching a lot of stuff actually just those um robert what movies are we watching did we watch uh so this week we're kind of there's been some new releases out uh, on various streaming platforms so we're kind of going back to the old format of a new movie and an older movie uh this week we watched on uh, netflix the five bloods da not the um directed by spike lee and starring delroy lindo jonathan majors clark peters norm lewis isaiah wicklock jr and um black panther guy what's his name chadwick boseman there you go um it's about a group of soldiers a group of veterans from the vietnam war who returned to vietnam years later to get bring back their friend who died there and also mm-hmm. to bring back a bunch of gold that they buried there years ago. Um, yeah, um, let's dive into it. What did you guys think of the Five Bloods? Who wants to go first? Um, I'll go. Yeah. Um, I wasn't. I mean, it's Spike Lee, right? Yeah. So, um, I like his movies, but I do feel like they're very much like his style, at, mm-hmm. and it takes him getting used to. Like at the beginning. I wasn't too into like I would get into it and then I would be pulled back out like I'm like ah no I'm not into this but I mean by the I don't know it, it was a good story it definitely had me like at the edge of my seat um during a few moments especially towards the end um and it's very relevant honestly like talking about like race relations in the U.S. like obviously nothing's changed so that was like ah. yeah you know all this that's going on it's very relevant so but, um, I'm in <laughs> Who wants to go next? I could go. Yeah, go ahead. Because <laughs> everybody's just standing there. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, the same thing. Like she was saying, it's a, it's like a Spike Lee movie. There's some scenes though that like I guess it's too. What is that word? Gruesome. Yeah, it's yeah. too gruesome. Graphic, gory, yeah, because there's like there's a lot of uh, real footage, right, that they show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if I guess he's. I guess they needed that. I don't know. I don't. I didn't get it. Like it was too much of that. When no, I mean, I think he of... definitely uses it to prove a point. I know. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's the same thing that happened with that last movie, the Blank Classman. Black Clansman. Yeah. You know how yeah. at the end it it shows real footage and it kind of mm-hmm. takes you away, mm-hmm. but the performances were pretty good, and the story is cool too. So it's a little long, but I'm yeah, still in. Yeah, because right. it's a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll go next. Uh, I like Spike Lee movies. Um, I've always been a fan of his. Um, I could see the style is a little bit jarring at times. You know, like a lot of like jump cuts and like stuff that some might consider amateur, but it's I think it's just his style. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm in on this movie. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot more than what I thought. Uh, it's a war movie. Obviously, I love war movies, but. Uh, it's it's great that it's kind of a, like a different take on a war movie yeah. um 
But speaking about, uh, you know, the story is great and whatever. And a thing that you brought up, Ricardo, like how it's like kind of in your face and all that. And you mentioned America that it's very relevant. Um, Spike Lee has always been like talking about this stuff, you know, so it's kind of like the world is now catching up to him, you know, now seeing like, um, and I said this uh, about Black Klansman when a lot of people criticize like the ending, especially when it showed the footage, like the modern day footage of all the the crazy Mm -hmm. Klan people um and said it was too in your face i was like well you kind of need to be i mean we've seen it now like you have to be that way now you know there's no more subtlety like no that that's fucking out the window you know so i don't think that that's the problem you know it's it it needs to be fucking shoved in your fucking face so you can see how bad it is and it is uncomfortable you know it is but it's got to be done i mean (laughs) we've seen it now it has to be done i agree yeah Uh, yeah next i guess i'll go next (laughs) (laughs) come on guys (laughs) i'll go next i'll go next um it 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 was a bit of a slow build like it was slow to kind of pick up because it just like you know yeah the guys just show up to vietnam and they're you see them partying and all this stuff and then like it 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 kind of takes a while for it to finally get to where like the whole treasure adventure that they're trying to go to um also like i don't know like it never the movie to me it never hooked me for some reason either like i need to probably give it like another watch or whatever so i'm actually gonna be an out on this one but i do agree it is intense you do see a lot of um pretty much um the the images that they that they use like that he uses in it to kind of show like hey you know america and like everyone thinks you know america is great but like dude this is what they the country yeah but like yeah like they yeah all the stuff that they did to the people out there for almost no real reason to have been there really mm-hmm. and then like and one of the characters kind of is also was it i forgot his name um paul the the guy that was wearing the the maga hat uh paul yeah yeah Yeah, like he's also a result of whatever happened there because he suffers from massive ptsd yeah and that's just totally screwed him since he left vietnam the first time so but unfortunately yeah i'm i think i'm not on this one do you know um yeah uh spike lee you know i i I can't say this i was never a fan of his his work but then again i've only seen a couple it's not like i've seen all of them Um, it's and it's because he's all in your face and this movie does all in your face a lot of times but you know what man like it's but it needs to be said in a way you know especially during a, a war that wasn't needed a war that you know was just pointless too you know and um but i i I liked it man i'm in on this i actually really enjoyed it i um i uh have to uh say that it's just it's very interesting it's very interesting the way he directed it and some shots and like yeah man i wasn't ready for it i wasn't um but yeah it was just i liked it yeah uh speaking to uh deal's point how it kind of like he felt like it was slow I actually liked uh, a lot of the buildup because, like, it developed the characters. Like, I, you know, I felt like I got to know them. And I felt like the movie kind of, like, balanced, like, 
a bunch of different genres, you know, because the times it was very like lighthearted, you know, kind of comedy. Mm -hmm. like yeah, it's obviously, a, yeah. yeah, it's obviously a war film, and you know, it's like a drama and like a fucking adventure movie, like an Indiana Jones yeah. adventure <laughs> movie. So yeah. like it, it, it almost seamlessly goes through all those genres, and 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 each one is very enjoyable. Yeah. And uh, I, the main, so, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Um, I was gonna say yes, I totally agree that it does like kind of blend genres. I don't completely agree with the seamlessly part because I think that's where it loses people. Um, kind of like where I was like, I felt like I was watching one movie and then another. Yeah. I think that's also why Geo kind of dropped off because if you know, you might not be used to that style. Um, so it definitely takes some getting used to because you are learning all about the characters at first. It kind of seems like a buddy movie, yeah. uh, you know, when you get all that character development and then all of a sudden they're in a different, uh, position you know like it the aspect ratio even changes mm -hmm. like and the first time that happened you know he uses that obviously to take us into the past mm -hmm. when they're in the war um but the first time i was like wait like was i not paying attention like i swear yeah. i wasn't watching it like this like earlier you know yeah. so i think i mean i think it's definitely a good technique but i think maybe that's where it loses people too yeah i, yeah, I could yeah i could kind of see that point but i guess like the reason i why i enjoyed it and i felt it was seamless because like I almost felt like I was watching different movies and I like each one of those genres. So I was like, oh, yeah, I like this now, you know, I like this. And there's actually three aspect ratio changes. I don't know. Like, I didn't Was know there? this until I looked it up. Yeah, there's the the widescreen one, like yeah. the one with the black mm -hmm. bars. There's obviously the when they shoot like 60 millimeter, like, you know, the old one. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. when they go into the jungle, it actually gets uh, taller. Uh, yeah i didn't notice that one yeah i i did it and i didn't notice it i actually looked it up um the technical specs and i was like holy shit and that's all another seamless thing there um but i really enjoyed like you know the war scenes the, the 60 millimeter footage mm -hmm. and i like the touch where like the actors like are not cast like younger yeah you know? yeah. They're, yeah you know it's very symbolic to like you know their ptsd and all that you know so mm -hmm. yeah yeah and um I mean, kind of going back to the point of like, that's the aspect ratios, the changing of genres. Um, I do think that at the end of it, it's kind of worth it. Because although it did feel like a long movie, it I do kind of feel more attached to the characters. And I'm glad that we got to see them in all, all of those aspects, because it made it made the movie feel like fuller. It made me more attached to them, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, uh, just want to highlight um, the main, I guess he's, I don't know if he's the lead, because it's kind of like an ensemble. Delroy Lindo, the guy with the MAGA hat, the guy who's like really yeah, suffering. Paul. His performance is really, really good. Yeah, like, really, really yeah. great. And like another thing, like that speaks to like the changing of genres. Like when they're on the boat, right? They're having a good time, you mm -hmm. know. Like it feels like a lighthearted scene, and then he just like snaps, you know. Yeah, and I don't know if you ever, snap. you've ever like um, interacted with people who actually are suffering from PTSD, and it can be like that. Like one moment you're having like a good time, and then something happens, and like. It becomes really, really heavy, you know? So on um, both his performance and, like, the filmmaking, I think they captured it really well. No, I agree. Uh, the, like, especially the scene where Paul, you know, he's he's wandering in the, the, the jungle, and you just, it's a pew, it's just a shot on him. He's breaking the fourth wall. Mm -hmm. I felt mm -hmm. I felt that scene was very powerful in a way because it felt like, like he was, it was like a poetry, like he like a like someone on stage doing poetry. Yeah, his monologue. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I really enjoyed it. Like I was really like, dude, this is really good dialogue over here, and um, and I agree, Robert. Like there was moments when he went going back and forth, and you know, he one moment he's cool, and the next thing he just flips out and just starts cussing everyone out, and it's like it's pretty good, man. It's, and I just and then it goes back to you said BTSD 
or even the guilt he's been having over the years of like since the Vietnam War, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just it takes over you and you just can't handle it in the real world because everyone's so calm and chill while you're you weren't calm and chill when you were dealing with all that shit. So I mean, yeah, because yeah, like the majority of his PTSD is based off of like you said guilt. You know, it kind of gets revealed, you know, towards the end why he has that guilt. No, but um, but yeah, like his that whole walk through the jungle is just it's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah at that point, like... the movie got like super intense. Mm-hmm. And then even when he goes into the jungle, like screaming, like he's not even that far off yet, and he's already like in his head, like he's gone. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's also like heartbreaking to see like what happens because I mean, he's kind of placed as the good guy and the well they're all the good guys and the bad guys yeah in this movie but especially him because of that you know and that's when you i think you're most most torn about how you feel about his character because he's the one saying like i'm doing for myself kind of like he's like separating from the brotherhood that they all had Mm -hmm. um and i don't know i thought that was like a really good scene where he just decides to walk off into the jungle yeah like another leaving his yeah. uh his military brothers and mm-hmm. biological son <laughs> behind oh yeah. yeah another scene that also like played with like his he's both a hero and a villain in the same scene but the the minefield scene like that scene was super yeah. intense like probably one of the more intense scenes in the movie oh, yeah. uh yeah he's he, he like like he's a fuck he's a fucking hero and then he goes like that to the villain mm-hmm. like that was that's probably I gotta say that's probably like my favorite scene. That's when I was like I was like, if I had seen that scene in a theater, I would have been on the fucking edge of my seat. Like it kind of makes me miss that theater experience, you know? No, agreed, agreed. And I just really enjoyed that. Um, it's Marvin Gaye's music was actually a lot of influence in this movie as well. Oh man, when <clears throat> the plane, what's going on, man? That actually hit home a lot more harder than than I than I've been hearing it the first time. I don't forget what I'm saying. You guys listen to the song yeah I, I actually thought the same thing like i've heard that song a million times and i don't think i ever paid attention to the lyrics mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was definitely like the way that they arranged it in this movie that was like oh shit like Is i get the it scene yeah. where it didn't have beat huh it was yeah, just it was just, just his vocals yeah. the mm-hmm. vocals huh? yeah mm-hmm. that scene was cool yeah. yeah i think this movie i think from what we're all saying like it's it has so many layers, right? So I think it, it will benefit from a second viewing and maybe Gio, like, like maybe like change your mind. Like, I think there's, there's enough here to watch it again and be entertained again and find something that you didn't see. Like, you know, do you yeah. think um, Academy Awards are going to, I, I heard they're changing the rules this year, you know, to adjust for everything that's happening. So, and like they're, um, they're actually appointing like kind of like a committee to to nominate uh, ten movies this year, so it'd be harder to overlook certain things. But definitely for sure, best acting for um, oh yeah for the main guy. Um, as far as everything else, I mean, there's nothing else out this year, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, it's film right now, right? I mean, so far, yeah, you got to put it at the top. I, I would. Yeah. yeah, and honestly, like the the archival footage and uh, photos that they have. You know how you were saying that you thought it was too much? Like, I definitely agree that it was, like, really gruesome. But I think it really drove the point home. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But at the end, when they stay on that picture of the kid, like, that one was a little scary. Because you know how they were 
I think it's when Paul's going off on them, right? And it's like just like a in a frame of a photo, and it's like yeah. two or three different photos, and then they stay on the last one for a good like five seconds. That was like, yeah. Ah. yeah. Yeah. But it, I mean, I think it definitely, even towards the beginning where they had like uh, MLK stuff, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought it was really good. That yeah. was a really good use of. Because they, of, they even have that, that scene, you know how like they have a picture of the guy getting shot? In the head? Yeah. But they was... actually show it. I was like, oh, yeah. whoa, yeah. this is. So but like, it's, it's interesting because like, Spike, you know, they made this movie before pandemic, before all of this mm-hmm. stuff that's going on. Um, so like a lot of those things were to like show you like, look, these soldiers specifically like the black soldiers are fought in vietnam were fighting two wars like they fought one over there and then they had to fight one and are mm-hmm. still fighting one right now right so like that's the point and it, it it just so happens that you know because of what was going on that made it even more powerful to see all those images you know i think that's why like it was i don't know it's such a weird like time to have watched yeah. this, you know, for it to have come out right like obviously it's like a very good time for it to come out but it i mean just watching it and feeling like what's going on it's just like it feels weird yeah like it, it it kind of comes around like i kind of got the the whole message of like the the based off of like the events that happened at the end of the movie like both the both wars never ended mm-hmm. yeah. The racial war never ended, and then yeah. the Vietnam War Vietnam never, ended. never ended. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, you know what's another cool thing about the movie? Um, they had that the Warriors thing where that lady's in the in the the radio. Or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. gonna bring that up, but His I wanted of the radio again <laughs> to inform. Yeah, that's another yeah. influence. That's why when we were talking about influences, I thought of that too, but I just didn't know how to how to jump into that. You know, there were yeah, it's funny. There <laughs> were there were several like obviously Apocalypse Now. You know, yeah. um, and I'm sure there's a lot more too that that were in there. Rewatch it, huh? I gotta watch it again. Yeah, and since like I bet you go watch it with like a guide, you know, to everything. That's in there. <laughs> uh, all the Easter eggs and stuff. So we have four ends of one out. Damn you, Geo! You need to go back and watch it and like it. <laughs> um, I think overall, I think it's an excellent film. Um, not and not just because it's on Netflix. You know, I think this is. It's well worth your time, and had it come out in theaters, it would have been a great watch in theaters. So, highly recommended. Except for Geo. That sucks. Maybe they, they take it out in theaters one day. That'd be fun. Uh, no, I think this is always meant to be a Netflix movie. Oh, yeah. 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 But it might, it might get like the Roma treatment. Yeah. Anyway, what other movie did we watch this week? Our uh, recommendation? My Neighbor Tortoro. <laughs> Totoro. Totoro. Yeah, it comes from um, Instagram, Eric Carrillo, my good friend Eric Carrillo. Um, my neighbor Totoro, like Gino said, directed by the great Miyazaki. It's a Studio Ghibli movie. Um, mm-hmm. It's about a family that moves like into like the forest, I think, and their house is kind of haunted. And it's about like these two little girls who just like to run around and use their imagination a lot. Um, I had seen this movie before. I love this movie. Seen it now, actually. Um, it hit me very different. Uh, but I guess we should open it up to the people who hadn't seen it. Uh, what, I don't know who that was here. That was me. I've never been a, uh, never seen any Studio Ghibli. Ghibli? I don't know how to say their Ghibli. Uh, I've never been. A, I never ever saw their anime. Their movies. I've been. I've been into anime since high school, junior high. 
Um, <clears throat> Studio Ghibli was never one of them. I know there were so much references on other animes, on other, even like fan bases, man. Like the, the, the infamous either Totoro or the, the cat bus. And I've seen it mm. everywhere. Me, to me, I'm like, okay, cool, whatever, cat bus, whatever, move on my life. I saw this movie, I was like, oh, wow, now I know why. Fucking animation is beautiful. That's all I got to say. That shit's a fucking nice. I, I mean, I'm super in. As soon as like I saw the animation of the, the details, the, the way they got the details on the movement, everything was just, mm -hmm. to me, it was spot on perfect anime. That to me is like detail to the T. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm super in on it. Yeah, you liked it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I hadn't seen it. You want to go, Ricardo? <laughs> go, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, the same thing. The animation is like the best part. I'm in on this one, too. <laughs> yeah, the animation. They don't make movies like this that much anymore, right? Mm, we have hand drawn. Yeah, yeah hand drawn. Yeah. Like everybody's lazy or something, right? They don't... <laughs> and everything moved to digital. Yeah, and yeah. they should bring more movies like that again because it, it it looks better than the animes, right? You know how the animate cartoons? It um, looks better than that. And this was in the eighties, right? This was like eighty eight. Yeah. Eighty eight. Oh, yeah. I thought it was like eighty eight. Yeah. Oh. So that's real shit. What the <laughs> <fuck>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm 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 in on this one. Cool. Next. I've seen it. Have you seen it, Gio? Yeah, I'd seen it before. All right. Oh, okay. Um, I'll go. Um I've seen this in high school a couple times and I always thought it was like really cute. Um, but yeah, kind of, I don't know how you thought it was different this time, Robert, but I also saw it, like, it made me kind of sad. And I'm really, I mean, I don't want to say anything right now, but mm -hmm. I'm kind of thinking, like, was she dead the whole time? The little no. girl? No. No? no. no. I don't, I don't think know. So, I got yeah. the impression that she was dead. <laughs> Why? Because she <laughs> fell down the tree. <laughs> and the little guy, like, had her. Right? And then he, at the end, I felt like, oh, I don't know, whatever. I'll talk about this later, because first I'll give you reviews. But I'm in. Uh. I love it. Uh, Gio? Yeah, I'm in as well. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a, like, even though it's called, you know, My Neighbor Totoro, it, the movie's really just about, you know, the two, the, the relationship with the two, the two little girls mm -hmm. trying to survive, you know, while their, their <clears throat> mom is sick in the hospital. You know, and them trying to, you know, keep each other, you know, the spirits up. The first time I saw it, I, I saw it, God, like almost more than 10 years ago um, when I started getting, it's funny, I'm not like an anime fan, like at all, but I love the Studio Ghibli movies. Um, and I thought it was fun. I, I love the animation. I love that it was like a small, like it was a small, like intimate story, but watching it this time, you know. It just hit me like the meaning of it hit me so much more. You know, it's about, you know, like Totoro represents like their their childlike innocence, you know, and it it encourages kids to like use their imagination and not turn into like cynical adults too fast, you know, <laughs> to always keep like a positive outlook on life. And it just like I was fucking bawling <laughs> like when I, at the end of the movie i was like oh my god this is such a beautiful message to send the kids you know and there's no fucking evil dragon or evil octopus mm. or anything you know and to tell a story like that it's just it, it's fucking incredible man mm -hmm. for 
for mm-hmm. sure. That's so funny. You were like, oh, I see all the positivity in the world. Yeah. It, dead? Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me explain. I thought, so I think I already had this thought the first couple of times that I watched it. I was like, this little girl, like, there's no way that she's not getting into trouble. Like, because the dad's not watching her until the old, old lady starts watching her, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and she runs off into the forest. The sister finds her asleep. And, or before that, even like she climbs on, Totoro and like she falls asleep with him the sister uh, finds her there and has to like wake her up like all hardcore and then I don't know they're all sad because of the mom or whatever and then he takes them to her so you find the like the little girl's chancla and then (laughs) the other sister goes on like a giant journey to find her I was like did she also die now they're looking at their mom (laughs) there's the corn I don't know I think like seeing it all dark yeah, the way I saw, like, the Totoro was there to protect them. Let's protect their, like, yeah. you know, because every time something scary happens, like, when, like, an amazing scene is when they're waiting for the bus, right? And it's so simple. It's two little girls waiting for a bus. But you know that's a scary scenario, right? Especially, like, two yeah. children, basically. And it starts, like, the rain, like, starts to get darker and it starts to rain more. And you start to worry for them, right? And then here comes their protector, right, to make – to make light of everything, to make the rain seem fun, you know, to make the dark, you know, not so scary. And every time they face something like that, Totoro is always there to protect them, right? When they get the letter saying like that their mom's sick, the older girl starts getting angry at, at the younger one, right? She starts yeah. behaving more like an adult, right? Which makes her little sister runs away. And then Totoro's there to save the day and obviously save their childhood, basically. <laughs> Basically, don't grow up so fast, you know, use your imagination. Don't be afraid to use your imagination. Like the stakes are so high. Like these girls are forced to, you know, face reality at an early age when their mom, uh, I think she has, it's implied that she has tuberculosis, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and one of them like gets a lot and you actually think she might be dead. Like those are stakes mm-hmm. that you would never find in a fucking Disney movie, right? Not to say there's anything wrong with Disney movies and all that, but just think about that a little bit. Yeah. Like you actually thought she was dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really true. Bad. And then the dad, like they only have like one caretaker, right? And then the caretaker is like gone, yeah. like missing in that bus stop scene, which is like pretty tense. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah. yeah, that's why I don't know why, man. It's just and and I don't know if I could go back and watch it again because it just makes me too emotional. <laughs> I I'd go back and watch it again. I, to yeah. be honest, I originally watched this in Japanese, and then. Mm. Watching, I'm currently watching the English version, and I still think the Japanese is better than the, than the English dub. Even though yeah. I know Dakota Fanning and her sister Elle Fanning both played the sisters in the, in the Americanized version. Yeah, it's a, yeah. yeah, it's always better to obviously watch it in its native language. But actually, yeah. I watched the English one first, the English dub, and then I watched the Japanese one. I mean, they're both great. I would recommend to watch it the Japanese dub or the Japanese version. That's and then if I you're watch. curious, watch the American version. Um, it, it, I mean, it's it, one's in English. <laughs> oh, just the I thought yeah, like the dub or something. Oh no 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 no. Oh, okay. But you get the. <laughs> but I mean, it's obviously body. like different interpretations yeah. of like the characters and the way they mm-hmm. like express their emotions, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is this like the the guy's best movie or which was the best one? I uh, it's my personal favorite. Um, but there's a lot of other good ones like Castle in the Sky is good, Spirit Away is great, Ponyo's great. Um, I was a huge fan of Ponyo. Yeah, uh, I love it. Yeah, 
Is that it? I mean, I, we all loved it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Beeps. Go, go watch. Go watch my name. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this man doesn't get mad at ones. us and not, not, not threatened about not following us anymore after this. <laughs> yeah, I think he'll be happy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what's next, guys? What are we watching next week? Uh, next week, we'll be doing another new movie, which is The King of Staten Island, starring Pete Davidson. The guy I don't like from Saturday Night Live and directed by Judd Apatow. And our user pick is Ricardo America. You want to tell us about it? Born, born in East LA. <laughs> yeah, Born in East LA, recommended by Simon32369. Simon. Oh, <laughs> Please don't forget to follow us on Instagram in, in at Delete Reviews, one word, and Twitter at in at Delete. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll get to these movies as soon as we can. And uh, be safe. Be be. Be uh, be prideful. <laughs> cool. This pride month, yes. Shout out to pride month. Thank you for listening. Please exit the podcast and don't forget to collect all your belongings and young children. We hope you enjoy listening and have a great rest of your day here at In Out Delete. Thank you.